Hey, my name is Alyssa Wolf, and as a chronic pain specialist, I am on a mission to empower you to tackle your chronic pain naturally by uncovering hidden truths about pain and exposing the deeper cause. I aim to help you transform your relationship with pain because you've been in this relationship for long enough and you deserve better. You just need a little help to get out of it. And that is what the Chronic Pain Breakup Podcast is all about. I'll be busting pain management myths, teaching you some of the mind-blowing neuroscience of pain, and help you overcome some of the roadblocks that are keeping you from seeing real, long-term improvements in pain. Stick with me, and in no time, you'll learn the keys to breaking up with stubborn pain so you can get back to doing what makes you, you, and living your fearless and fulfilling life. So if you have chronic pain and are looking for no-fluff, natural, science-backed pain relief solutions, pull up a seat and get cozy because you are in the right place. Let's get started. Well, it's October, which means Halloween is just around the corner. And this is just such a busy yet fun time of the year, even though the weather is starting to cool off and some of you may be experiencing some worsening of pain as the temperatures drop. It's always a fun time of year to dress up for kids to get dressed up and go out trick-or-treating. And for me, last year was actually my first time getting to take my son out trick-or-treating. And I realized that one of the benefits of being a parent is actually getting to be a bit of a kid again. So last year, my husband and I dressed up and took my son, who was then 13 months old, trick-or-treating for the first time. So my son had no clue what was going on. It was mostly just for me and my husband to kind of get out of the house and show off how cute our little son was all dressed up in his Superman costume and for us to get some candy, mostly chocolates. Right. And so this year we're even more excited to take our son trick or treating because he's a little older and I think he'll really be able to appreciate it much more than he did last year. So Halloween is all about dressing up and putting on a mask and pretending to be someone that we're not playing a different character for a little while. And this is exciting for so many people. So many people love getting dressed up in costumes and pretending to be somebody else for a little while. But as I was thinking about this season, it reminded me that so many people with chronic pain wear these masks every single day. So for some of us, we dress up and wear our costume once a year, Um, but for people with chronic pain, they have to put on a mask every single day to hide the struggling, the hurt that they're feeling every single day. And I just want to acknowledge that because I know that this is something that many people outside of the world of chronic pain, they don't understand it. Those who don't have chronic pain don't know what it's like, and they don't know how to react. And it's really the reactions that people give you over time that teach you to wear the mask, right? Like when you share that you're in pain or that you're struggling, people's number one first gut reaction or gut instinct is to try to fix you. There's to try to fix the problem. As humans, it is our natural tendency to try to avoid and and escape pain and discomfort at all costs. And so our natural instinct when we hear about pain is to try to solve it. So when you tell someone about your pain, their first reaction is to try to fix your problem. So they think that they're sharing some new thing or new idea that you haven't tried, right? Because they want to help you. 
So they'll say things like, well, have you tried drinking more water? <laughs> have you tried working out? Have you tried drinking kale smoothies? Um, you should do yoga. You should try CBD. You should ask your doctor about this insanely rare condition that my best friend's neighbor's cousin died from. People are full of those kinds of shoulds. People are full of shoulds, right? And of course they don't get it. They don't know that you're all, you've already tried all of that and then some, and they don't have a clue that their advice comes off as a little condescending, if not more than a little condescending, even though it comes from a well-intended place. Because like I said, our instinct as humans is to try to fix. We want to try to escape discomfort. So we try to fix and we try to solve it. And I think also just as much as people want to try to fix, they want to show empathy and understanding. And so people will try to relate to your story saying crap like, oh, I get headaches too, or I get back pain too every once in a while. And so when we, we do that, when we don't know what else to say, we try to put ourselves into the other person's shoes into, so we try to put our, your, ourself into your story as a form of empathy, as a form of showing you that I can relate and it's cute, right? Like it's, it's a nice gesture in theory in this case, but even though the intent was to show you that they understand how you're feeling. And even though their intent was to try to connect with you by sharing a similar experience that they can try to connect with you on really the opposite happens. They look a little bit dumb and really prove to you that they really have no clue what you've got going on and what you're going through. And this can make you feel even more misunderstood, more alone and isolated because clearly they don't get it. And then, you know, culturally we value strength and poise culturally. And I've already mentioned that as humans, we're incredibly averse to sad things, unhappy things. Uh, we're pain averse culturally. And because of that, People have literally no clue how to handle expressions of pain or discomfort. We have no idea how to handle uncomfortable thoughts or feelings, and we don't know how to handle vulnerability in appropriate ways. And so because of that, you'll oftentimes, you'll encounter folks who will minimize or downplay your discomfort or your situation by saying things like, look at the bright side, or it could be worse or trying to compare your situation to someone who is far worse than you are. And again, this is so incredibly minimizing and it makes you feel like your situation just isn't bad enough to be cared about or that your case isn't bad enough to deserve any attention or sympathy. And, or basically your problems aren't bad enough for me to care about. And I know that's not what is meant when people say those kinds of things, but that's what it feels like. That's what it kind of comes out as. And then there's also those comments, again, that come from a pain and discomfort averse culture where people actually try to compliment you in a way where they don't, it's not a compliment. It's a, a almost a backhanded compliment, or at least it's kind of what it sounds like, right? They'll say something like, you don't look like you're in pain or you're too young to be in pain, right? And I think the reason people say stuff like that is because they have a very narrow-minded idea of what pain or injury or disability or illness should look like. 
And so they say things like that because they're really surprised when what they see doesn't meet the ex- the false expectations of what they thought pain should look like or what they were taught pain should look like. And I think when people say things like you're too young to be in that much pain, it comes from this place of surprise, a place of like being shocked in a sense. And they're just blurted out and that, you know, that you don't fit the stereotype that exists in my mind of what pain should look like. And so they just blurted it out. They're, they're trying to say something because they don't know what else to say. And so this strange version version of a compliment, you don't look like you're in pain. You're too young to be in pain. It only feels more invalidating and alienating, right? Like telling someone they don't look like they're in pain isn't a compliment. It's the opposite. It's minimizing. It's invalidating. It's alienating. And it sounds like an expression of, I don't believe you. I don't believe that you're in the kind of pain that you say you're in, or you can't quite, you can't possibly be in that kind of pain. And so over the years, you've had to deal with these suggestions that come off as condescending comments, these empathetic comparisons that make you feel even more isolated and misunderstood, these minimizing statements, the gaslighting, and these invalidating half compliments. And so eventually you just shut up and stop talking about it. You stop talking about your pain. And over time, you start to develop the mask. You start to learn to wear a mask. Now, I hear about this mask all the time from the people that I talk to who have chronic pain. They tell me that they go to work every single day and no one knows the kind of pain they're in. No one knows that they're struggling. They don't talk about it. Uh, They don't want to sound like they're complaining. And most of all, they're hiding behind the mask because they want to avoid the stupid comments that they get from others. The mask that they wear, I believe, is a protective mechanism. It's a way to protect yourself from feeling more misunderstood. And you tell yourself that it's this way to avoid making other people feel uncomfortable, even though you should honestly stop giving a shit about how sharing how you feel affects other people's feelings. Like who really cares if you make someone feel uncomfortable, they're never going to learn to deal with discomfort. If we're just catering to this lack of being able to handle discomfort, right? Like if we never talk about it, we're never going to change the narrative. So last week I actually shared about how chronic pain has different rules, rules that are different from the rules of our culture, the, the cultural ideals that no pain, no gain pain is weakness, leaving the body, like fake it till you make it right. Chronic pain doesn't play by those rules. But how will people ever learn if we're so avoidant to talking about it? They'll never learn, right? So we have to be talking about it. But here's the thing. I get it. I get why you develop this mask. You hide the pain, you hide the struggles, and you push through insane amounts of pain to get things done. Now, sometimes I get asked, you know, people tell me that they're looking for ways to cope better with the pain. And I always look at them and I'm like, you know, no, you don't, you don't need new ways to cope with the pain. You've had pain for years and you've already developed some insanely good coping skills. The fact that you're functioning at the level you are right now with the amount of pain that you experience every single day shows me that you are, you are already coping very well with the pain. You don't need someone to teach you new ways to cope better with, with the pain. You need someone to teach you how to get rid 
of the pain, how to get out of the pain, right? Like it is impressive how much pain you can, how much you can do while you're experiencing an eight, nine or 10 level of pain. Your pain tolerance or your ability to cope with pain is ridiculously high that your eight, nine or 10 level of pain is someone else's like 15 or 30 level of pain. They would not be able to handle the kind of pain that you can handle because you've learned to cope. You've learned to wear this mask and that mask is a survival mechanism. It is a natural way to try to fit into this world, to fit into the cookie cutter boxes that we're taught that we need to fit into. And I get it. I understand why you put on the mask. And also the mask is also in some ways holding you back from healing. The mask is a barrier between you and others. You're pretending to fit in while you're never actually fitting in because you're so badly craving connection and understanding to feel understood that you pretend you put on a mask that makes others feel comfortable around you so that you can experience some form of normalcy and human connection. And that's because humans are not meant to exist in these solitary boxes. We are community creatures. We thrive in community. We need connection. We need to feel understood. We need to feel like we're part of a greater whole and not like we're faking it to fit in. This is why community is such an important element in the healing process and to the chronic pain recovery story. Chronic pain is incredibly isolating. Like, can you agree? Like chronic pain is, is so isolating and it makes it even harder and more heartbreaking feeling like no one understands. No one understands the pain you feel. No one understands how uh, sick and exhausted you are. No one knows how hard it is to live in fear that you're going to get worse. And no one understands. No one understands your condition. No one understands, um, not even your doctors understand why you're in so much pain. Like no one gets it, not even your doctors. But if you could imagine what it would be like if the community around you did understand, if they did get it, could you imagine how healing that would feel to feel truly seen and understood? Could you imagine how welcoming and restorative that would feel instead of fighting to wear the mask and push yourself to get shit done and run yourself dry into through this push and crash cycle? You'd be surrounded by those who know what you need and could support you and encourage you. That is what it's like to have community that understands you and you can take off that mask and exist in that space. That kind of community fosters healing. That kind of community encourages vulnerability and welcomes you to share your struggles. So you don't have to struggle alone, right? That kind of community is okay with having tough conversations and going to hard places in the name of healing, recovery, and growth, right? Guys, this is, this is why community is so important. This is why I've built this essential element into my 16 week program, the chronic pain breakup method. It's about being able to take off the mask and be real about your healing journey as you go through it with others who get it. It's about having a safe place to share your biggest struggles and celebrate your biggest wins to people who actually get it and are able to celebrate those wins with you. So in this season, as everyone's getting their costumes ready to dress up for Halloween, but we know that this is nothing new to you. Every day you put on your own mask and I want you to know, I want to be the one person to tell you today that even beyond the mask, I understand your struggle. I see you. And I, I am not afraid of having uncomfortable conversations and talking about your struggles and your fears. I see you. 
and I believe you. And I hope you take that message and hold on to it in your heart and understand that deeply. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Chronic Pain Breakup Podcast. If you found this episode helpful, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. And if you want to take this relationship to the next level, you can connect with me and other pain crusaders inside my private Facebook group, Battling Chronic Pain with Neuroscience, where these episodes are actually recorded live. And I'd love to hear from you. Share your questions and biggest struggles with your chronic pain recovery journey by reaching out to me on Facebook or on Instagram at Pain Crusader. Thanks again for listening and never stop learning.